Welcome to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We put knowledge and care within reach so you have everything you need to live your life to the fullest. This episode is sponsored by UM Upper Chesapeake Health. Through an unparalleled combination of high-quality care and leading-edge technology, UM Upper Chesapeake is improving the health of Northeastern Maryland residents by providing an exceptional patient experience for every person, every encounter, every day. I'm Michael Carice, and pretty much everyone either needs to do it or wants to do it, but it can be really hard to make it work. I'm talking about weight loss, and on today's show, we're going to learn how to go about it the healthy way so you can keep the weight off with our guest, registered dietitian Suzanne Ishak, an outpatient dietitian for UM Upper Chesapeake Health. She sees patients out in the community, and she also works with the bariatric surgery program. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you. So as we all know, there's just a ton of information out there about how to lose weight, lots of weight loss programs. Uh, but I thought before we get into any details, it would be good to have you tell us what your overall philosophy is about weight loss. I think my overall philosophy with patients is talking to them and giving them a lot of facts because like you said, there is a lot of confusion information out there. Really focusing on based on what they're medical diagnosis is or why I'm seeing them, foods that they can include in their diet to still enjoy their meals while getting the health benefits that they want to, you know, to get and to meet their goals. So definitely instead of focusing on things that you can have foods to eliminate, I try and have a more positive approach and really incorporate a lot of the foods that they still, people still can have um, and creating meals and snacks and you know, that type of thing, so that they they do reach their health goals. So they're not just thinking about, oh, here's all the things I have to give up now. Correct. Now we focus on here's what you can have, but this will, you know, even if we sometimes need to be a little bit more strict up front to get to their health goals, and then you can be a little bit more liberal. But no, focusing on here's what I can have. Uh, Grocery store tours are also really helpful because you can walk around the store and actually show them and create meals and fill their cart and then they can kind of know how to stock their pantry, stock their fridge, so that they always have delicious foods that are really nutrient-dense and they enjoy. You know, I've heard the advice that really the way to eat healthy is to only buy stuff along the perimeter of a grocery store where they have the vegetables and they have, you know, natural products as opposed to the middle aisles that have all the processed foods. Does that make some sense to you? I don't really go along with that because I feel like in the aisles, there's a lot of whole grain options, a lot of different kinds of side dishes. There's rice, there's different kinds of beans, there's whole grain cereals. So I think the perimeter, yes, is important. And I I find myself too, if I'm in a rush, just grabbing things around the perimeter kind of gets you through. But the aisles have a lot of really good ingredients and healthy, um, uh, for example, olive oils are going to be found in the aisles as well, different nuts and seeds. So I kind of personally like to recommend the entire grocery store, but also agree that if you don't have much time and you just need to run in, there's a lot that you can find around the perimeter in addition to fruits and vegetables, yogurts and, you know, your dairy and your orange juice. So yeah, the outside has a lot, but I think the entire door is really comprehensive. So what are the top reasons in your experience why people have trouble losing weight or why they lose weight and then gain it back? Some of the most obvious reasons that I hear and a lot of people know that this is something that they're doing is, you know, the more higher sugar, high fat 
snacking or sugary beverages, beverages with calories. These things that typically, especially if, if somebody's not exercising a lot, can cause you to gain weight and hold on to weight. Some reasons that I find that may not be as obvious are people sometimes are unsure of the amount of calories that are actually in restaurant foods, which typically tend to cook with more fat, maybe not the leaner ingredients all the time. Portion size is something that, you know, we talk about a lot. And also sometimes the opposite if people are a little bit too restrictive, maybe skipping meals and then tend to overeat later in the day because I think a lot of times people think if they're dieting for the purpose of weight loss, skipping breakfast, skipping lunch is common. But then you sometimes tend to overeat later in the day. So those are a lot of reasons, some of the you know more obvious ones, but then also ones that people may not realize are causing some of the trouble losing weight. Sometimes, too, the added fats, so things such as salad dressings, mayonnaise, um, different kinds of spreads used in cooking. Sometimes people may not realize how quickly those calories from what you call added fats are put into the food, which then just make the food that they're eating a lot higher in calories. Right. I've made that mistake, too. I'm like, well, I'm eating salad, but I don't think about the ranch dressing that's on it. Exactly. <laughs> so tackle one of those. You talked about people trying to hold off uh, during the day and eat less food and all that, and then they get hungry and overdo it. What's your strategy that you give people for avoiding that pitfall? Really meal prep and fitting easy meals into their lifestyle. A lot of people say that they don't have time to cook, especially in the morning before work. So we may talk about doing something like some hummus and whole grain crackers with some fruit, things that work with their lifestyle so that it's not actually sitting down and cooking. Because again, people, I find a wide variety of how much or how little people like to cook and do food prep. So Individualizing it, I think, is really important and working with the time of day. I commonly hear people aren't hungry right when they wake up in the morning, and typically for most people, that's fine. If you can eat, you know, maybe at 9.30 or 10 your breakfast, you don't have to eat at 6.30 or 7 in the morning. So I think really individualizing it, again, with well-balanced meals, but once you stock your pantry, stock your fridge, and have things that you can take quickly, yogurt, maybe a whole grain cereal, and a couple hard-boiled egg whites, or you know, something like that, that's easy but keeps you full. Lean proteins, the whole grains, and some of the added fats that we need, not a lot, but some of them really keep you full till the next meal. So meal prep is important, and then hopefully meals that you enjoy, and incorporating those three meals a day to promote that weight loss. So a lot of good strategies there. And how, how would you contrast that sort of approach that you help your patients take to what is out there for other ways of losing weight? I just usually tell people be careful of gimmicks or I call them myths that are out there with weight loss, products that promise certain results. Sometimes the results may be really fast, but a lot of times they're not the results that last long term. Always, I tell people, always make sure that the sources that you're reading and things that you're buying are credible sources to help you from getting confused. And just, again, always be careful of gimmicks or things that seem too good to be true. I tell people, you know, also, too, if you're going to be doing type of diet that's either very restrictive, very low calorie, or eliminate certain food groups, I would always talk to your physician or dietitian to get advice based on what is going on with that person individually. Typically, there's not one diet for everybody. I think it's really important to individualize so that 
you have success. Yeah. As I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, there's those approaches where only eat this or eliminate that completely, that one thing, meat or whatever it is, and that's the approach. So you're saying there that this really probably is not the way to go. You need much more of a balanced approach than that. Yeah, I think you need a balanced approach. And again, I like to keep it flavorful and nutrient-dense because each food group has so much in it that the another one might not. Proteins have certain things in it that vegetables do not. And, you know, you can kind of do that with any of the food groups. So they're all really important for different reasons. So, yes, so being super restrictive or eliminating certain food groups, unless, of course, there's like a food allergy or medical reason to do so, I try to not practice with patients. And again, within every food group, even you know, people a lot of times start out with, well, I don't like vegetables. I don't like this or that. But we can typically come up with, even if it's two or three vegetables that they do like, ways of incorporating them into their diet. So again, I think individualized is is super important. So when it comes to eating healthy, a lot of people say, you know, it's just expensive or it's not easy for them to access fresh produce and other healthy foods. What's your advice to them about that? So I do have people who say that. Definitely, I understand that. I think if we first really kind of talk about their budget and see maybe what part of their budget they don't realize might be going to the sugary beverages or the the high sugar, higher fat snacking that we can kind of incorporate less of that and focus more of their budget on the healthier foods. Certainly, I tell people canned fruit, canned vegetables, if you get the ones that don't have a lot of sugars and salt in them, are much more economical and can work with a healthy meal plan as far as the nutrients in them. Things like rice, potatoes, different kinds of beans, yogurt. There's a lot of good foods that definitely can fit into anybody's budget. And that is something that comes up, you know, fairly often that we need to work with budget. I also, if people are able to go to more than one grocery store, look at the different flyers and look who has what on sale and kind of plan your meals that week. So say say salmon is on sale somewhere or lean ground turkey is on sale somewhere, the 90 or 93% lean. Try making your meals using those ingredients, and that also helps you to work within your budget. So as we wrap up here, do you have some general advice for folks? I mean, it seems to me that planning is a really important piece of this. Planning, meal planning is really important. A lot of times when you don't plan and then you have to run and you, you know, grab something out, that kind of puts the kibosh on, on all the hard work that you've done. So definitely meal planning, you know, on a day of the week where you have a little extra time, come up with great flavorful nutrient-dense meal ideas, eat three meals a day, nice and well-balanced so that you stay full and really enjoy your food. Well, that's a really good point to end on. We are going to have to leave it there. Our guest today has been registered dietitian Suzanne Ishik. She's an outpatient dietitian for UM Upper Chesapeake Health. She sees patients out in the community and also works with the bariatric surgery program. To talk to a primary care doctor about your weight loss concerns, you can visit umms.org backslash find hyphen a hyphen doctor. That's umms.org backslash find a doctor. Thank you for listening to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We look forward to you joining us again.